Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. I'm going to read today from the book of Titus and take a couple passages out of here. And I want to ask the question, what does God, why is God building us up? I got the opportunity to preach um, uh, Monday night of the stand, night number 250, I'm not mistaken, it was 255, and uh, preach the offering message. And I, and I preached on God as a builder, how God doesn't come to tear you down. You hear people preaching and, you know, I've just been going through a pressing and a, squeeze, a squeezing and God's really just been crushing me. Well, the Bible says that, that Jesus was to crush the head of the serpent and that God destroys the works of the devil and that Jesus destroyed him that had the power of death that is the devil. So unless you're doing some things you shouldn't be doing and you're on the devil's side, God isn't here to destroy you. He's not here to crush you. He's, you're not a grape. You're not an olive. He's not here to squeeze you. Circumstances come and can put pressure on. God's here to build you up. God's a builder. Acts 20, verse 32, and, and Paul said, Now I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance amongst all them that are sanctified. So I want to ask the question, why are we being built up? So let's read from uh, Titus, a couple of passages. And it says here, um, verse Titus chapter 1, verse 16, and it says, They profess that they know God, but in their works they deny him, being abominable and disobedient, and unto every good work reprobate. So he... he uh, uh, Tied, uh, the, the message here, the, the, the book, he was actually saying that the evidence that someone is reprobate is that, they're, that they're, um, there's no good works coming from their life. They profess that they know God, but in what they do, they deny him. You know, you have people, oh, I'm a Christian. I just love Jesus. I grew up going to church. Or, I'm a, yeah, I'm a Christian. They usually won't say, I just love Jesus. They'll usually say, I'm a Christian. You know, I grew up going to church. You know, I know that that it's, you know, and then they quote some scriptures, but then you look at their life and they're sleeping with their girlfriend and they're drunk. And the Bible says that drunkards don't inherit the kingdom of God. So with their lifestyle, they deny the Lord. So your lifestyle has to match up with what you're saying. And then I'm going to read Titus chapter two. And it says here, verse seven, uh, in all things, show yourself a pattern of good works in doctrine, showing uncorruptness, gravity, sincerity, sound speech that cannot be condemned, that he that is of a contrary part may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say of you. And then it says here, if you go down verse 14, Titus 2:14, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity. So we've been redeemed. There's something we've been redeemed from. We've been redeemed from iniquity. We were translated out of the power of darkness and into the kingdom of his son. So that's what we've come from is a life of iniquity, a life of sin, a life that leads to death. But there's something that we go to. So we've been translated. We've been uh, redeemed from something, but we've redeemed to something. So this is what it says. Who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify Unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. Are you catching the theme here? Good works. Show yourself a pattern of good works, zealous of good works. And then you go over to chapter 3, and it says here, let's see here, verse um, verse 8, This is a faithful saying, and these things I would that you would affirm constantly, that they which believe in God might be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable unto men. And then verse 14, And let ours also learn to maintain good works for necessary uses, that they be not unfruitful. 
our life on earth is to be fruitful service for the Lord. Paul said, hey, I'm going to paraphrase. He said, I'd rather go and be with Christ, but I know it's more beneficial for you that I stay here. So I know because of that, that I'll stay here on this earth. If it was up to me, I'd go to heaven right now. But I know that it's fruitful service while I'm on this earth. Christ hasn't just redeemed you so you can go to heaven. Otherwise, salvation should be instantaneous. When you get born again, you instantly just get teleported to heaven. There's a time that we have here on this earth that we're that we're we should be zealous of. You know, there's some people that, oh, you know, I guess I gotta go soul winner, I guess I gotta do this. It should be something that comes out of your heart. It comes from a place of I, I'm aiming for these things. I, I'm zealous of good works. For me, I'm wanting to move ahead. I'm wanting to show that my life means something while I'm on this earth. I'm wanting to have fruit that abounds to my account. So what has Christ redeemed you for? He's redeemed you for good works. He's, he's, he's building you up to be able to help others. This may be one of the most important podcasts that we've done. The whole purpose of this, the gospel's not focused on you. The gospel's focused on Jesus and his kingdom. And so for Jesus, what did he do? Who did he look at? Jesus looked at the father and Jesus looked at the mission, which was us. He looked at us. He wasn't conscious of himself. Jesus was conscious of the Father, and he's conscious of us. And it's the same thing for us. We're not conscious of ourselves. It's not about us. It's about me laying down my life, taking up my cross and following Christ. So for me, it's about the Lord. It's about putting my eyes on the Lord and then, and then helping other people. I'm here. I'm being built up to help others. Say that with me. I'm being built up to help others. Your job while you're here on this earth is to let God work in you so that you can help other people. That's the mission. So everything that God aims us towards is, is towards that end. And so when you see life through that lens, when you look at life through the, through the lens of God's doing a work in me, for yes, so, he, so that the Lord can be a blessing to me and I can have joy and I can have peace, but he's, he's doing it so that then I can turn around and like 2 Corinthians chapter 1, let's go there. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. And it says here, blessed be God, verse 3. Even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble. By the comfort we worth we ourselves are comforted of God. So what is he saying? That when you're going through a difficulty, God will, through his word, through his power, God will bring you the answer. God will help you through what you're going through and comfort you. And in doing so, you'll be able to turn around. And when you see someone, you know, a week later, months later, years later, who's going through the same thing, that you can then use the same answer, the same power, the same word that you got, the same comfort that you receive from God to comfort other people. You know, I think of my life where, where growing up, you know, I was three years old. My dad took his life, right? Had a, what the doctors call a nervous breakdown, which is demonic. You know, serve, served at the church, wasn't in ministry, was in business, but anointed in business, helped leadership at the church. The church we went to back in South Africa, you know, was, was a core part of, of, of the, the body, the local body there where we went. And then, and then somehow there is a demonic stronghold that got in and then ended up taking his own life. And so the devil tried to use that to get to me. So when I was a teenager and I had the door open because of sin, that, that, that this depression came and this thoughts of suicide came and the devil tried to bring that to me and, and put that on my life and say, you're going to be just like your father. But when, when, when the truth of God's word came and by the power of God that was broken and that depression left and the thoughts of suicide and the door to sin was closed. Now, 
it's something that God uses me to do to help other people. Part of the call that I received when I was uh, five days before my eighth birthday, when I was called to the ministry, was that I would go to the nations of the world, I'd become a household name, and then I would defeat the spirit that's trying to torment my family. So that God would take what what is fought generations of the Yusta line, and, and through the power of God, I would defeat that spirit. But then not only that, it's like payback. It's like now, you know, I look forward in healing school to doing a, a call for depression and thoughts of suicide. Man, you'd be surprised the amount of people that come up because of thoughts of suicide. You know, thoughts of suicide aren't things that, that you came up with. It's, it's a demon trying to get a thought lodged in your mind. And so you have to fight against it through the word of God. No devil, I've got the mind of Christ. My, there's nothing wrong with my mind. My mind isn't messed up. But then I go and, and, and see breakthrough with young people especially, but with all sorts of people. But see breakthrough because because God's comforted me and he's built me up in that area so I can help other people. So you may say, well, I'm not called to be in the ministry, but it's not just for the ministry. You know, you're, you're, you're going to be an example. If you're a, a man out there who's married or not married, God wants to build you up to be a great husband so that you can be example to other men around you. That people can come to you when they need help in their marriage. That that, that you can be uh, uh, an oasis in a dry a dry land. That you can be a tree that other birds can come and lodge under their branches. You know, financially, the Lord wants to raise you up. That you can be a comfort where when you're go when you find someone who's going through a difficult time, you can be a blessing to them. But then you can also say, "Let me show you what I know, so you don't have to stay at this place." God's building you up to help other people. God's building you up to break through. God's, God's bringing you into a breakthrough so you can help other people get to their breakthrough. It isn't meant to just stop at you. It's meant to go beyond you. It's meant to be that you can then turn around and give the devil a headache for what he's trying to do in your life. That, if, that, that as you press into the word for healing, that you get healing in your body. And not only do you get healing in your body, but then you're able to take that healing for other, to other people. You know, there's a guy that has come to healing school a number of times, but he comes now just to plug in and receive from the Lord. He, he Two years ago, his name's Mike. He was a, a Bible school student. And two years ago, a little over t- uh, two years ago, he got diagnosed with um, kidney cancer and uh, uh, renal lesions, you know, like kidney ca- kidney cancer and went to healing school when Pastor PJ was there and, and went to healing school and came alive to the word and got totally healed by the power of God and now comes and sits in healing school sits in healing school, listens, receives. They always welcome someone into their house to come and stay with them. And then they bring them to healing school and they just sit, him and his wife, Mike and Dee, they just sit and they receive and they take notes and they receive and they're always pressing in, always plugging in. I get him to testify every session about how God healed him of kidney cancer, went back and got the report. Previous findings could no longer be located. Um, and, and now last month, they were invited to go to South Carolina to hold, to hold a healing school, a three-day healing school. And they went and they had 50 people come and every single person got healed. He said the first person he laid hands on on the anointing service day was actually someone who had kidney cancer. <laughs> and he got totally, and got, God healed him, totally set free. So that's what it is, that God builds you up to help other people. That it's not life is revolving around you and, and 
it has to turn outwards. You have to turn and look outwards and say, how can I be a blessing? Lord, where have you given me peace? Where have you given me comfort? Where's the area in my faith where I'm most built up? Where's that, I'm, that I live a life of joy? What's the area in my life? Maybe it's not all the, maybe it's not all the way around. Maybe, maybe financially there's a confidence because God's provided for me that you can turn and then help other people. People are waiting to be consoled. People are waiting to be encouraged. People are waiting to be comforted that you can say, hey, this is what God has done for me. And then if you say, man, I don't know if I have any major testimonies. Well, then begin to press into the Lord. Move forward in areas. Move forward in in scriptures on healing. Even if you're not sick, you don't wait till you're sick to get a, a grounding in healing. You go for it now. It's part of the gospel financially that you can move forward. Life isn't about showing off how spiritual you are. It's about helping other people. When you look at other believers, the first thing that should run through your mind is that person's valuable, not I'm more spiritual than them. I know I fast more than them. People get into competitive mindsets. Your life is about helping other people. Your life is about helping sinners come to Christ. Your life is about helping Christians stay encouraged and on the right path. It's about building other people up. Everyone runs their own race. It's not about a comparison. Everyone runs their own race. Run to win your race, but you're going to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. It, it isn't, man, that person's a better preacher than me. Man, that person's, you know, more outgoing than I am. Man, I just wish I had what they have over here. It's not a comparison. Lord, it, w- when you make the cry of your heart, Lord, I just want to help your people. Lord, send me to the people that you've called me to. Lord, I just want to be a help. I want to see people saved. I want to see people encouraged. Lord, if my preaching, Lord, if my voice, if there's something that, that, that you can do in me that'll be an encouragement and a blessing to other people, Lord, that's what I want. I want people to be in heaven because I'm here on this earth. Lord, I want people to be encouraged to go after the call of God, to press in for more because I'm here on this earth. God's looking for people who are looking beyond themselves. Why is God building me up? He's building me up to help others. You know, God cares about his body. You know, you should be an encourager. I think this is a better time than ever to start being an encourager, to look for people to encourage. Make it your goal. I'm going to encourage five people a day. And just a nice word. Hey, you're doing awesome. I'm so glad you're serving the Lord. You're not out serving the devil. Hey, I'm so glad you're on the Lord's side with me. I'm glad you're not. And just be an encourager. Go over the top. Let the Lord lead you. The Lord will lead you to people. Hey, just go bless that person with 50 bucks. Go tell them that they're awesome. Go give them a hug. The Lord will lead you. The Lord will use you. The Lord's an encourager. The Lord's a builder. Let him build you up to help other people. Run to win your race that God has set before you. It's not a comparison. You're not trying to finish ahead of other people. You're running to win your race. I love you. God bless you. Thanks for joining us. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, if you would share it on your social media, or how about this one? Take a screenshot of it, and then in your phone, the last group message that you're in, just post the picture, the group message. And see, the last one. This is like that game online where they say, post the last picture that you have in your camera roll. Take a picture, post it, the last group message you're, you're a part of. I love you. God bless you. We'll see you on the next podcast.